to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 16th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker. Jay Book, the Tate Martell package in red zone situations and short yardage situations, yeah, they used it a decent amount last week against Michigan State. Do you feel like that's something they're going to use a decent amount going forward, not just tomorrow against Maryland, but particularly next week against that team up north? I, I think we're going to absolutely see it. Uh, against that team up north next week. Um, the thing is, is Michigan has an issue with stopping mobile quarterbacks. It's one of their kryptonites in the Don Brown defense, so why not use it? Uh, Tate Martell is a guy that is shown that he can uh, move the chains. Ohio State has really struggled when it comes to short yardage in the red zone. I don't see an issue with it if uh, – the New Orleans Saints can do it with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Then Ohio State can actually do it with Tate Martell and Dwayne Haskins. It keeps the defense on their feet. The, the, the most important thing is it's taking practice time away from other aspects of Ohio State offense because now opposing defenses will have to game plan and practice on defense, having to go against two different styles of offense. That's essentially what you have. You have a more of a pro-style offense, and then you have a spread offense. Now, the question is, is can he add additional wrinkles uh, to the to the playbook if Tate Martell is in there? Because if you're just going to run zone read all day, obviously teams are, are going to crowd the line every time Tate comes in. Are you going to allow him to actually pull that ball and run some legitimate RPO? If they can do that, that's really going to have uh, defenses playing on their heels. And when Dwayne's in there, when they have to go the length of the field, um, I mean, they're really good at the short passing game. But I don't feel like they're taking enough deep shots, not even close. Um, I asked Brian Day about that this week. He said they, he thinks they are taking enough. Um, Urban, I asked him about it. He said, you know, may, you know, we'll have to look at that. He, he, did, he stopped short of saying, yeah, we're, we're happy with that. So I liked kind of what I heard from Urban. Um, I just feel like this team, if they're going to beat Michigan next week, I know I'm, I am getting ahead of myself. I know they, they have a game tomorrow against Maryland, but that could be Michigan in particular. I think they need to hit like at least two deep shots in that game. Absolutely, and I by no means am I comparing Michigan to Alabama. But when you're when you're going against those type of defenses that are uber aggressive, you absolutely have to take your shots. You can't beat Alabama by dinking and dunking because what they're essentially going to do is crowd the line of scrimmage. And the same thing with Michigan and Don Brown. They're going to crowd the line of scrimmage. Don Brown is going to blitz you to death. If you cannot back them off and make them pay for crowding that line of scrimmage, they will have success against you. And Ohio State is going to have to take those shots because the plays are there to be made. Now, and if Ohio State calls it, that's a different subject. I know Dwayne hasn't um, – they haven't been as accurate as you like on the deep throws down the field, but you still have to attempt those throws just to back the safeties off a little bit because if you're dinking and dunking and you're, you're trying to play within the phone booth, essentially what you're going to see is Don Brown creeping his safeties 10 yards heels uh, from the line of scrimmage. Their heels will be 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, and if that's the case – the running, the running lanes for Mike Weber and J.T. Dobbins will be uh, crowded up there. As for the game tomorrow, uh, I mean Maryland's no joke. I mean they are without their starting quarterback now, Kasim Hill, but they have you know Tyrell Pigram, who's 
you know, very accustomed to uh, to playing that role. Played a lot as a true freshman a couple years ago. Played a lot the first game of the season last year, then got hurt against Texas. Took a red shirt, and I was a third year sophomore. And he uh, he's been like a wildcat quarterback for them all season anyway. Um, but I think it helps Ohio State that they know all week that they get to prepare for Pegram, and they don't. You know, they know it's not going to be a two quarterback system. They don't have to pre- prepare for both guys. Now they could throw in. The guy that used last year, you know, the third-string quarterback who's now the backup Maryland could, uh, Borgelschlager, or how do you pronounce his name, Max Borgelschlager, but um, sounds like a drink at a German bar. But, um, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, the Buckeyes, I think, are favored by 15 points in this game. Um, your thoughts on this game, I, I feel like, you know, the Buckeyes can really take it to Maryland tomorrow. I think they can absolutely take it to Maryland. I love Ohio State. Uh, when it comes to beating the spread in this particular game. As you mentioned, uh, the backup quarterback in there, he, he's a dynamic. What you essentially have with Maryland is a team that's boomer bust. They, they are absolutely going for the home run plays. And Ohio State can still be susceptible to those particular plays. So they're going to take their shots. They're going to try to um, get those home run plays to, to back Ohio State defense off. Um, but essentially – with this game going into Michigan, this is a great opportunity for Ohio State to uh, kind of get their footing underneath of them. And, and I know you posted on the front row message board, maybe this Brett McMurphy whole um, spray fart of his story could galvanize this team and show a little fire with, with the players going on Twitter and, and announcing their uh, displeasure of that story. This, that was probably the most fire that I saw from these guys all season long. Maybe this really jumpstarts this football team. Who knows? Uh, but I think they're going to absolutely be ready for Maryland. I think they're going to roll Maryland, and I think it's going to be setting up for the college football regular season game of the year next week. Brendan White, you know, it's it's now official. He's he's finally, uh, you know, a full-fledged starter. Uh, there's no debate about it. Uh, we don't have to wonder, oh, gosh, he looks good. Are they really going to finally put him in there? Um, your thoughts on them finally figuring out the situation at safety, Jay Book? It's Von Bell Part 2. It, it's the same situation where everyone knew that there was talent behind the guys that were actually playing, but they were – it took ex- – uh, an extenuating circumstance by uh, the coaches that have to put him in there. But he's playing outstanding. The guy brings an edge to him. He, he tackles really well. Um, he's, a, he's basically locking up that other position, which Ohio State has needed all season long. And, and to me, I think the defense is playing better with him. Um, Jordan Fuller's not overcompensating, so he's been able to play his uh, natural position more comfortable back there. And I think uh, if White continued to thrive, he's absolutely going to be a star in this defense. When you look at this defense as a whole, I hate to put you on the – I don't hate to put you on the spot. This is why we have you on the show. Um, if you could suggest a wrinkle for this defense, or wrinkles, you can do plural, just – I know it's tough. This is the 11th game of the season, the 12th week, 11th game of the season, a late season adjustment and then some. But um, what is a wrinkle you would suggest that this defense needs to do? Mixing up some zone coverages. I mean, you don't have to be man zero coverage every single play. If you can mix up a little bit of zone and, and make a wide receiver, or I'm sorry, a quarterback have to read the actual coverages, um, then I think you can see some really some really good success from the actual defense. I mean, I know they are 
uh, gung-ho about, hey, we're up in your face. We're going to play a little bit of um, man uh, and man in the back end with the safeties. But if they can mix in a little zone and a little dog pressures there, I absolutely think that this defense could uh, surprise some people. Last thing, Urban says that uh, on, on the injury front, first of all, Baron Browning is out for those who haven't read Bucknuts this week. Baron Browning is out for the second straight week. He's supposed to return against Michigan, undisclosed injury. Um, and But uh, on the good note, Baron, uh, Baron Browning, uh, getting my BBs mixed up, and the, not BB Landers, um, Brandon Bowen is supposedly back. I, you know, I don't know if I – Saying I don't buy this is, I think that's probably too strong. I'm sure you could come in there in a pinch, but man, I heard that he had, um, you know, a serious setback. That's why he had to have that third surgery on that leg. And I mean, are you? I mean, Brandon Bowen played really, really well before the injury last year. Jay Book, are you buying that Brandon Bowen's healthy enough to help this team, or do you think that's just Ohio State giving the other, you know, the opponent something else to think about? No, I mean, when it comes to opponents, something to think about, you're not necessarily going to be thinking about if a guy that's coming off leg surgery is going to be a major impact. So I, I somewhat buy it. With the new rules that are in place allowing guys to, you know, play four games without losing their eligibility, I think that would be something they may want to explore with Bowen. But if not, if it's, if he's going to be burning a year of eligibility for two games, three games, then that's something they need to talk about. Uh, but right now this offensive line needs as much help as possible. They still are not playing at a high level, in my opinion. And if Bowen can really help that offensive line get going, I'm all for him playing. I mean, the stakes are higher right now. You, you have to beat Michigan. That's the bottom line. I'm not sure they, they're going to have enough juice to get into the actual playoffs but there's still a lot to play for as far as keeping the streak alive against Michigan, getting to a potential Rose Bowl, and winning the Big Ten. Um, so I think the the reality of him uh, being back is true. Now, is he actually going to get in the game? I question that. This coaching staff really doesn't like to do uh, very many shakeups, especially this late in the season and when it comes to the offensive line, no matter uh, how bad they're actually playing. I just don't see this coaching staff really changing the, the rotation there. And, and you had mentioned that, you know, they had, they could, you know, play him up to four games with the new rule um, and without losing a year. Now, he has already registered. So I'm assuming you mean in case he could get a six-year of eligibility, they don't want to mess with that, like because he is a fourth-year junior. Is that what you're, you're talking about, like maybe in, in case of a, a six-year of eligibility? Right, because he he's probably going to qualify for a medical because he actually had the surgery. Um, this year. Now, I'm not 100% clear on how the NCAA rules will apply as far as the actual four games and still maintaining a medical year. I mean, I haven't really dug into the NCAA Bible that, that far, but I, it's going to be something that they have to talk about as far as compliance and uh, talk to Brandon. If, if they think that he can help, I'm pretty sure he would probably want to be on on the field, but if not, if it's going to be spot duty, I don't know if they're going to burn a, a potential six year if he's eligible for it. Great stuff as always from Jonah Booker. You can catch his column. It is outside Columbus on Bucknuts. You can catch him on Twitter. He's a must follow at JBook37. Thank you very much, JBook, and thanks to all listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Mm-hmm.